The Baby Lambs podcast may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. everyone how are you i'm doing well how are you good surviving you're in my home how about how about you and are you surviving in your home i'm surviving ish in my home yes good that's all we ask how are you how are you listeners are you doing well hope you're doing well hope you're staying safe and and doing all the things and like because mm, it's been cold outside Ooh, it's been like burk how have you been enjoying this new weather me it's been great i'm cold all the time i've officially hit like i know i feel like i mentioned this every three months since i've been 30 mm-hmm. um it needs to be mentioned again okay definitely the older i get the colder i am oh Yes. I'm cold all the time. I wear socks at home all the time. I'm constantly wearing a sweater. I bring a sweater with me wherever I go. I'm always cold. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> it has been really gloriously cold, though. Like, yeah, like working outside has been really nice and having the windows open and all that. No, the other night, I, I, I might have told you this separately, but I'll say it here. The other night, it was like two nights ago. It went down to like the 40s. It was like mm-hmm. 47. Okay. And I know if you guys are not from Florida, if you're listening and you're from somewhere else and you think the 40s, oh, it's like, so cute. Yeah, I go to the beach in the 40s. We don't. Okay. The 40s, the 30s, that's cold for us because we have hot weather all the time. But it was 47 and I was like, you know, I wanted to keep the windows open to sleep. And the truth is that like the only windows I can leave open in theory are my bedroom windows. Cause they're like, you know, I'm on the ground floor. Right. So I, I feel uncomfortable opening them anywhere else, but these are like those stupid, you know, crank ones yeah. so that like open like that. Like who's going to, who's going to rob me that way. Don't try it guys. But anyway, so I'm like, okay, why not? I, I go to close the window. And the truth is that Gabe is un friolento. He's always cold. Um, he's useless. He doesn't know how to layer. He doesn't want to layer. He just wants the world to be at a perfect temperature for him at all times. And he's closest to the window. Bueno. So I, so I go into the bedroom and I start, like, closing the curtains. And I start closing the window. But I'm like, you know what, though? Like... Look, science. Let me explain science. If you have aire condicionado, like it, if 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 your air condition, your air conditioning is designed to like it's, it's to regulate at the set temperature. Mm-hmm. If your set temperature is higher than the temperature inside the house, it's not going to turn on. And I need blown air. Like I like I, I just need it. I need it in, to live. Like like most. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, he's not going to notice if I, if like, cuando los, when I close it, like if I leave like a little, like a, bit. Like, a like a crack, like a little, like stupid, like, no. like all I did was leave it open enough to be like Ooh. unsealed when bueno. I'm in the living room and Gabe goes into the bedroom and I just hear, are you trying to kill me? No! Oh, pobrecito. It was been <laughs> freezing in there. It was freezing. And he's like, and I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm acting like, like, I don't know anything. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, you know what you did? Oh my God. Because I thought he wouldn't notice if I closed the curtains, you know, but like closing the curtains means that like everything is done, you know? <laughs> And he's and he's like, you didn't close the window. I'm like, yes, I did. I closed the window. 
And he's like, but did you? You didn't seal it. And I'm like, I said I closed the window. No, no. Oh, it was funny. And he was, he didn't think it was funny. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm just cold all the time. Like, we do not open the windows in this house. We haven't had the AC, like, on. It's just cold in this house. Um, <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but it's not my favorite. I love it. I love, I know. It. I know. I love it so much. It is nice, like, to go outside. For sure. The walks and the, have been so nice. Like, whatever, like walking Leela, I've been walking her, like, multiple times a day because I just want an excuse to be outside. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you think I don't notice that my throat, my throat is closing up or that I'm getting, like, clear sinus headaches, like, you're mm-hmm. wrong. No, I, I know. I, I'm, it is happening. For sure. By the way... This is a Baby Lambs podcast. <laughs> Sorry for that rambly story, but that's what you can expect. I'm Ashley. And I'm Lisa. And we're clearly really excited for cold weather in Florida. Oh, my God. It's just that you guys, you don't understand. Unless you're from South Florida, like this, these, it's like, two, we only got like two weeks of this. Mm-hmm. Like, total. Like, I'm like, it's, it's within two weeks. No, no, no. In the whole time that it's winter time for everyone else. We get a total of two weeks. So we have, exactly, we have to embrace it. Otherwise, it's just a humid mess here. And like, it's all fine, I guess. But like, I don't, we don't, I don't need it all the time. I like feeling like, you know, people gift you like pajamas and like socks all the time. And like, I never have an excuse to wear them because I'm always so hot. Yeah. Who needs this? I'm wearing sweaters every day. Yeah. I'm wearing cozy socks. And- yep. I'm wearing like things with hoodies and like a little hat because my head gets cold now. Yeah. Um, it's a great time. I'm having a great time. I've been wearing a coat almost every day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have nothing but great things to say about this weather. Yeah, for sure. It's also been really nice weather for like being all like cozy on a couch with your blanket mm-hmm. and your dogs and like finding fun things to watch on streaming services. Yep. Um, what are some things that you've been uh, gorging on in the past uh, couple of days, weeks? you're making so much so much okay so first things first i'm not done with it but i've been playing miles morales and once we're done recording i plan to continue playing miles morales i'm having a great time and that's all i'm gonna say because i think we should talk about it at a later time sure um and then the other stuff oh my god oh so i started the show that you recommended to me the flight attendant Ooh, it's so good and they have two new episodes they have two new episodes they do today is it today i think so i i came up on my hbo hbo now or HBO oh, my max. oh my god relax i'm gonna go check right now because i've been waiting i, I binge those so hard talk yep. to me about the flight attendant though so good so freaking good everything about it is great like it's funny it's dark super dark. um I, i'm here for it all you know it's in new york which is making me miss new york um there's travel involved so i'm like oh this is, great. This is great um, it's it my god it's it has and and it just it just has a really great cast it's really mm-hmm. like you could tell i think it's based on a book and you can oh. and you can tell it is because it's like the the there's so many layers to the storytelling and and there's so much symbology mm-hmm. and and like I don't know it's such a cool show and it's it's led by Kaylee Coco she's mm-hmm. the showrunner she's the executive producer not the showrunner she's the lead yeah but um and like you know there could have been no one more perfect for that role I I think it's it's such a I, I I'm just so happy for her because she 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 does a lot of like multi camera sitcoms and mm-hmm. multi camera. I mean, geez, things. she was on um. Well, oh my god, I forgot the name of the show. Oh, the, the Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. Theory. They were on for like ten years. 
Yeah, I mean, she's been in movies and stuff, but yeah. but to do an HBO production like like dramatic series and 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 make it your own, and yeah. it's, it's a great so cast. Like, Zosha? Zosha Mamet? She's so good. I fucking love her in the show. She's so good. I love her. I love that they kept all of her tattoos. I was like, I was not ready for this, like, lawyer to come up with this, like, heart tattoo on her palm. This, like, scribble line down the side of her her hand. Oh, my God. And with the cliffhanger from that last episode oh my god okay so let's i mean we don't have to give anything away but we can explain what it is about if people are interested. yeah sure it's about a flight attendant <laughs> and <Yes>. done <laughs> thank you for coming we are the baby lambs podcast yeah follow us on apple podcasts um it's just really good it's about like a, it's a murder mystery basically it's a big murder mystery and it, and it involves a flight attendant um who is uh, battling quite a bit and you start to learn about her like background and her life and yeah and really uh, it talks a lot about alcoholism mm-hmm. from a in a very like easy, easy to relate place mm-hmm. um but uh, it also has that guy who I know, whose name I don't know. The guy who was in the first season of The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, who plays the author, Mike, M- Michelle Heisman. He's so cute, so cute, and he was also an orphan black. Actually, don't forget. Oh, that's right. He is an orphan black. Yeah. Um, but he's 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 he and Kaylee Coco. They they have like singular scenes together. Like mm-hmm. they have so. It's just a really great actory show. It's a great. Um, I a think great, this is sorry. I think this is gonna be one of those shows that once it's done, like I one, I hope that it's one season and done. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's a like a mini series. Okay, great. That's fantastic. Two, I think it would be a great show for people like for like people that like to. Um, do like thesis and stuff on like TV and movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a great show for that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I thought of that, but you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, consider like the story, the way that it's flowing, um, the acting. Oh, it's so good. And the lady, the the character that we don't know a lot about that she's kind of chasing. Mm-hmm. Um, she's from Doctor Who. She and from- she's from Chilling Adventures. Yeah, she's from the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or whatever. Um, and she's so Scottish. <laughs> so Scottish. Oh, my God. Because all the other episodes, not episodes, all the other shows, she's British. Yeah, or or she has like a, not British. Or rather, has, English. Like an Ameri- no, she has an American accent in Chilling Adventures. Oh, she? that's true. Doctor Who, she has her, an English accent. But it is. It, but what's great is that, like, it really. It, it's just a really great suspenseful mystery in the sense mm-hmm. that, like, every time you think you know what's going on, no. Yep. <laughs> no, you don't. Like, so this show does some is doing something that I really like that they did with Infinity. No, yeah, with Infinity War. This is the correlation. People like yes, they're actors, but they their characters are more of like an extension of who they are like as in physical form and what they sound like versus we're trying to cast for X. Mm -hmm. Therefore we're going to put you in here to be this person that you might not be. Okay. Yeah. So like that kind of happened with infinity war was the only one of like the MCU that like they allowed Chris Evans to come in with the hair and the, and the beard that he had for another movie that he was filming at the time. Like ScarJo came in with her blonde hair instead of the red wig. Like they did all these different oh, things. So okay. like it just kind of humanize helps humanize them a little bit more versus not like, you know, just cause like um, the Scottish lady's real name is Michelle Gomez doesn't mean that she's Peruvian. True. You know? 
Yeah, that's a good point. Um, they, they, yeah, they are allowing the actors to like, like they dive into their characters. Of course, it's not like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Portia is a is a lawyer, but, but she they is, could have covered up her tattoos. They could have covered up her her tattoos, but I love that they made a they're they're making a statement of like, but well, why couldn't a young millennial lawyer have you know hand tattoos? Exactly. Why wouldn't she? Why couldn't she? Why not be and still be just as effective? And she is a, mm-hmm. you know, she plays a very successful lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know? um, oh my God. And BB Newworth is in it. Yes. Which was so exciting to see. Oh my God. I saw her and she's like, you're going to have to do things. Yep. <laughs> I Yo, was like, came out and I'm like, this is who Mike there reminds me of. <laughs> Oh, my mom? Yes. My mom reminds you of BB Newworth? Whoa. I gotta ask, I gotta tell my mom that. She might she'll take that as a compliment. I hope so. You love I know that lady. <laughs> well, hey, there you go. Oh man. But yeah, the flying tenant is excellent, and you're right. They have because they've been what they did with this show is so cool. They like instead of just releasing an episode weekly. Mm-hmm. For like six weeks, they release like two episodes on the on one day, and then mm-hmm. like a few days later, they release one episode, and then a couple of days later, they release two. Um, so today, I uh, yeah, I guess they released two episodes. Yeah, I hope. but but yeah, yeah, they did. But it's because we're all also binging everything, so it's great. I, I know, which is which, which is just so great that like streaming services <laughs> are making this adjustment. Which speaking of streaming services. It, this whole thing with HBO Max is really interesting with the, all the Warner Brothers um, properties mm-hmm. that are supposed to basically, if you don't know what's going on, Warner Brothers um, or HBO, was it Warner Brothers who announced yeah. it? I think so. That Warner Brothers announced that all of the films that are coming out in 2021 that are coming out in theaters are going to simultaneously also come out on HBO Max the same day. Yep. Um, which is a huge deal. So of course, HBO Max uh, membership has gone through the roof because people want to see all these all these films, which includes like In the Heights. You know, they Wonder already Woman. announced that Wonder Woman was going to come out on. Yeah, on Max, it's going to be insane. But to see like every movie from 2021, and of course, there are some uh, people who feel a certain way about it. Um, Christopher Nolan has come out as being very upset about it yeah uh and very critical of it and there's also a lot of criticism of, like i see both sides i see how people in the industry are you know like at the end of the day this is it's it's a, it's a lot more difficult for them to be fed like for mm-hmm. them to be paid because box office does generate more revenue than it than streaming does mm-hmm. at least that's how that's how the they they make it to seem so all of these like you know like costumers aren't going to get paid as much and like unions have to get involved and it's going to be a nightmare um mm-hmm. and they're not and it's harder for them to pay back the, the production houses because they mm-hmm. are making box office numbers i understand that completely but part of the argument of, of you know why warner brothers decided to do this has to do a lot with christopher nolan because they argue there's an argument that you know because christopher nolan evidently and correct me if I'm wrong, because you probably know much more about this than I do, that in 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 releasing Tenant, yeah. he forced Warner Brothers' hand to release it earlier than it was supposed to, because mm-hmm. he was hoping to capitalize on the few people who are still interested in going to theaters. Yep. And... And this, and this was against Warner Brothers' best judgment, but he forced them to do it, and then they gave in and mm-hmm. lost a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. So now Warner Brothers has no is has basically been I mean not to say that they weren't thinking about doing this in the first place but now they really have no choice they need to you know they need to make the revenue where they can if they know that they're not getting it from 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 theaters. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean it's a double-edged sword, right? Because while movies won't have these like or might not have these like massive theater releases it's you're you're doing both right so technically once things level out a little bit that could also be like double the revenue at some point 
Yeah, that's because, what I say. Yeah, like HBO Max and like Disney and all these people, they're going to have to increase their prices because things are going to be going to different areas. And if whoever doesn't have a subscription for whatever reason or just to make their money back, they're going to have to do that. Um, the other thing is I think it allows for way more create creativity and opportunities because like even while all of this was ha- like was happening early on, um, the creator of Euphoria did a movie with John David Washington and Zendaya. And it's going to go straight to HBO. No, mm-hmm. Netflix, I think it's going to go to whatever. It's going to go to like a streaming service directly. So it's going to allow for like these weird moments. I think what it could do is that it could do a lot of good for like art house films. Yeah, it's it's going to do a lot for like these lower budget production houses, I yeah. think. Um which has already been a trend and was a trend even before um before covid if you're yeah. if you want to be real. I think I think that there's been, you know, when you we've just had a, a big slew of these blockbuster films. Yeah that have come our way uh, uh, whether we want to or see them or not and and obviously the people who work on these bigger budget productions get paid better than they would if they were to do a small thing and I get that and you know I I have I have friends in that industry and I don't mind here to step on their toes but yeah I'm, I'm not going to a theater for a while for sure and, and that's I, just how it is. I would also I would also like to add, like it's it's one of those times where like people are gonna speak out for whatever reason, but at the end of the day it's about adaptability. Yes. And like it's just kind of showing that you're not willing to adapt. So are you then gonna just force your own hand, decide, you know what? This is not really going my way, so I'm not gonna be a director anymore. And now you've really put a lot of people out of a, out of a job because he also owns a production, a production company mm-hmm. that goes through HBO, which is how you get things like Westworld and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what? Like, it's great. I like Christopher Nolan. His it Batmans were fine. You know, like I love Inception. Like for me, honestly, I've really enjoyed his non-Batman thing. <laughs> well, he's a, he, he's a good storyteller, and he's yeah. a good, he's gonna keep at, at at suspense, and he's he's excellent. He's an excellent storyteller. But, no one can take that away from him. You know, like if you want, like he wants to be stubborn. Go ahead, my dude. You you've worked hard enough. I feel like at this point that you just create the future that you want to create. And if you really want to die on that hill, which is we need to have movies released in film, like in cinema, versus you know, like one way or the other, instead of both, then that open up your own theater and see how that goes. And that's another thing. Cause there's also this big argument that people are having about like, Oh, but like the movie going experience has been tainted and like watching a movie in theaters is always going to be better than watching it at home because like you, you're missing the audience. And I, and here's the argument I'm going to make for that. Yes. You're right. There are plenty of films that, and, and just like theater, like who wants to watch theater with by themselves? No mm-hmm. one. You want to see it with an audience. You want to see you. Like I'm grateful we saw Infinity War in it with an audience. Yeah, I'm great. You know, watching Get Out in theaters was one of the most amazing experiences ever. Mm-hmm. There, there are stories that benefit from the the reaction and involvement of strangers, mm-hmm. um, and I, I will miss, you know, I'll miss that experience. But yeah. I'll also forego the experience if it mean like it makes me think of how I felt when I went to see the Joker. If I'm honest, when I went to okay. go see the Joker. You know, it was a beautiful, like, portrayal of a, of, I mean, I, you, I, we've had an episode where we talked yeah. about how we felt about watching the Joker, but I, if, if the shooting many, many, if that shooting hadn't happened many years ago during, um, which Batman was it? And uh, the Dark Knight Rises, I think. During Dark Knight, yeah. If that shooting had never happened, I would have felt more comfortable watching Joker. 
Mm. because, you know, I spent, you know, that whole movie is about watching, is about relating and empathizing with mental illness and understanding how it could lead even a, even a villain that we've grown to hate to, you know, make decisions that led, that made sense for them, you know, the, the dissolution of of that, of, Mm -hmm. of whatever. And, you know, since I spent a lot of that movie, especially toward the end, I spent a lot of that movie, like, looking at exits and, you know, like, because I was scared that somebody who had seen this movie will also relate to the story. And we already know that if someone, that plenty have identified with other characters and have come in to do horrible things and I'm not, whatever. The truth is that that's how I feel about going into a theater right now. We have this virus knocking on our door everywhere we go. It could be inside. It could be outside. We don't know. We don't know a whole lot. There's a vaccine. Some people get it. Some people don't. Nobody people want it. There's a lot going on. But I don't want to go to a theater like that theater going experience that yeah. everybody reminiscing about is it not. Shouldn't, it shouldn't there. have to be like a chore to go to the theater. Right. But it like, also shouldn't feel like. Sorry. For me. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, for me, like after after the Aurora shooting happened going to the theater was never the same, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I literally would walk into every single show, and you know that we went to the movies almost every weekend. Uh I would go into every showing, making sure that I knew where my exits were, like, that I always kept my shoes on in case I needed to run. Mm -hmm. So the the seriousness of this part ends. The humorous part begins, which is every time I've been to the movies in the past – two fucking years i have to ask someone to please shut the fuck up or to put put away their fucking phones because if i wanted to see the phone light i would have watched it at home that's true i'm not paying 24 dollars for michael and i to go to the movies to watch someone be on instagram or facebook or on tinder which i've seen the entire movie what's the point what like i'm not here to to watch you live your life while while i'm here I'm here to watch them live their fake one. Exactly. That's the one I paid for. I didn't pay for your show. It's true. You know? So in that respect, I'm like, virus aside, (laughs) it just wasn't enjoyable anymore. Like, for me, it was better to go to a place like the Coral Gable Cinema, like the smaller theaters who would actually go ahead and just do a couple of showings of like a large release. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was a lot more management of that, you know, like they didn't fuck yeah. around when it came to that. It's a lot easier to control. And like, I like even watching the Joker for me, I didn't feel unsafe simply because it's just the one. And like, you know, you have a person that's like literally watching everyone come in and out. Like it's so small that I feel like they try to minimize the risk as much as possible. Yeah. Not to say that the bigger ones don't, you know, but it's a lot more difficult to control. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think I've ever had, I really had an issue there with someone being on their phone or like trying to carry out an entire conversation with their date or friend or whoever they were with while watching the movie. Because honestly, for me, I'm like, I would have just waited. I would have waited till it came out on like Netflix or Amazon or whatever, and I would have watched it there. And let's not pretend that many of us have done that. Like, let's not, like, there are great movies out there that I didn't ever have an interest in watching in theaters. There are plenty yeah. of movies that I would sit in during trailers and be like, can't wait to watch that at home. <laughs> can't wait to see that on Netflix. Like, like I, I think that people, like anything else, I think when you're missing something, like it's like a be, it's like getting out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. You get out of a relationship and you only want to remember and romanticize all of these beautiful moments that you had with that person. Mm-hmm. And then over time, you start forgetting about the bad things that happen. And then you're like, why did I ever? But no, you broke up for a reason. We're not going to the theater for many reasons. And we weren't going to theaters that much in the first place. We weren't really that happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like you said, like, not only are you dealing with people who are on their phones and then, and then there's also like the shuffle, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could, you could go to the Coral Gable cinema, but they only show a handful of movies 
um like if if it's a big box blocks like a box office movie that you're you know like like yeah. joker you know they're gonna show that on one weekend and then the next weekend they're gonna show something else whereas mm-hmm. you know if you go to fucking sunset place they're gonna have yeah. the joker there for five weeks whatever the point is then it, like there's always the shuffle of like okay well i do want to see a movie this weekend i do want to see whatever infinity war and my only options are to either go to Sunset Place or to go to the Falls or whatever. And then you have to like negotiate with yourself, like which audience am I willing to watch this movie with today? Mm-hmm. If I go to Sunset Place, then I know that I'm gonna have I'm gonna ha- be with a bunch of teenagers mm-hmm. who are making out, who are making out. And you know what? Good for them. We were those teenagers. Once yeah, upon a time. but I'm but we're not those teenagers. <laughs> oh, we're not those teenagers anymore. They're not my crowd. Look, the whole reason that we used to go to the AMC by FIU was because for the longest time, nobody knew about it. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, every, nobody wanted to go over there. So you would be there and you would be the only like five come bingas in the theater yeah. that day. And you could bring your blanket and your empanadas and nobody would know none the wiser. Yeah. We used to do that to avoid other humans. And this was before there was a virus. Yeah. <laughs> So I get it and I do feel, you know, and I, fe- but I, and I feel for the employees, you know, more than anything, I feel for the people who work in those theaters, yeah. like the custodians and the, 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 the kids that, or even anybody who's working behind the concession stand, like the ticket booth, like I feel for those individuals. Mm-hmm. I feel for those, for like the managers there and whatever. But even they don't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, they want to, I think, any, I think everybody wants to get paid and I think everybody wants to work, you know, but I also don't think that they want to have to go behind people who they know are taking, who are probably taking their masks off the moment that they enter the theater mm-hmm. and that they're going to have to go in there with hazmat suits to not only clean up all of the popcorn and the chocolate and the things that people leave behind and people leave behind some gross ass shit at theaters. Mm-hmm. And, but now they got to like spray down the like, 30 seats that are left in this theater meant for 200 and between every showing is it even worth it yeah and i agree with you i think that you know innovation and adaptability are just instrumental to business and i think Mm -hmm. that if you know amc for a while was doing like private screenings like you could rent the theater for you and your 12 friends to watch Mm -hmm. a movie together i think that's an excellent way of making some revenue back. Yep. You know, they could probably increase the prices on that and include other little packages, just like yep. what happened, you know, they could do things. They could find a way to utilize the space in a way that can still make it more personal and private, but still utilize all of the comforts they have, like all of the amenities they have. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm not a business person, but I feel that there is an opportunity there and it shouldn't be the, op- the only opportunity that exists is going back to exactly how it was before. Yeah. So it was before yeah. It was perfect. Exactly. Like I, uh, I also want to say like, I feel bad for, for the peons like us, right? Like the people that really do depend on these paychecks I don't feel bad for someone like Christopher Nolan that's just sitting at his house having an opinion behind his computer. You know, like, you've made your millions. Hopefully you invested it well. And, like, you'll you'll be fine. But there's other people that are really depending on whatever job comes through. And you deciding, again, to just say, no, this is not, this is not a thing I want to do could potentially do more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever it's his money he can deal he can do with it what he wants yeah I know this is a really polarizing topic but yeah but uh, you know but these are polarizing times and we've, we've been controversial before <laughs> and we'll continue being controversial <laughs> in the future basically um, yeah. HB, talking about HBO I'll lay in the load um, I've been watching Two Weeks to Live. It's fucking fantastic. What's Two Weeks to Live? It's Is that like on a, HBO? It's a British miniseries. Yeah. With the girl that played Arya. And, oh, okay. And the sister from Fleabag. And it is phenomenal. 
Is it? Okay, yeah. let me see. 15 years after witnessing her father's gruesome murder, 21-year-old misfit Kim Noakes escapes her controlling mother Tina and their isolated existence in the Scottish wilderness to experience the outside yeah. world and honor her dad's memory. Yeah, so the whole thing is that she uh, she turns 21 and decides that like she wants to leave her house, but to to be fair, her mom became basically a doomsday prepper after her father dies oh so, so she like raises she has her no choice yeah, yeah so she raises her like secluded um and it is fucking fantastic oh that's awesome i had i hadn't heard about it i'm actually gonna add it right now to my to my yeah, list yeah, of series yeah. yeah it's like six episodes they're all 25 30 minutes each um very british a good time um well i well this doesn't really count i did start how far did i get into this show i got maybe 10 minutes into the first episode of the undoing oh i keep melly really likes it i haven't started it yet i know i'm gonna fit i know i'm at least need to finish the first episode i'm already i'm i am already having a good time with uh, there was this is a weird thing that i i think is uh, I, I don't know if, any, if you feel like this or anybody else feels like this. Whenever, whenever you see, okay, so Hugh Hugh Grant is in uh-huh. it, right? Mm-hmm. Hugh Grant doesn't play American. He's people. terrible. He's terrible, but he but he's not playing an American here either. But he just generally he's not one of these British. He's not. He's not like Gary Oldman in the sense that Gary Oldman knows knows every yeah. single accent there is. He's not that guy, you know. Hugh Hugh. Grant. I want to keep calling him Hugh Jackman. He's not. Hugh no. Grant is very like good at being Hugh Grant, and I love him. And he, but he has done other work. I'm, I won't yeah, say yeah, it's that. fine. He's great. He's a great actor. Anyway, he's America's treasure. <laughs> yes. There's in the ten minutes of the show that I've seen. I know he. All I know so far is that he is a husband to Nicole Kidman, and they have a son, and they live in the U.S. And there's a moment where he's talking to his son in his Hugh Grant way, and he like starts imitating his son or like a teacher, and he goes into an American accent. And I swear it was good, you know, because it's good for like two lines. It's great, maybe for a whole show. No, yeah, for like the line and a half he says, and in the English act in the American accent, I go like I thought it was a different person. <laughs> like the voice, I felt like a dog, you know, like. <laughs> Like when a dog hears like another dog through the TV and is like, but where's the dog? That's how I felt. I was like, where's the man? That's so good. (laughs) That's where I stopped watching. I love it. Um, Yeah, it's like for as much as I love Mamma Mia, Pierce Brosnan is terrible doing an American accent. He is. He's also a terrible singer, but he has so much. So much so that in the second movie, they bring back his British accent. Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Oh, it's so good. Okay. I'll think about it. Um, oh, okay. Things that we've been watching. So I'm almost done with Big Mouth with this latest okay. season. So okay. having yes. a great time. Tito the Anxiety Mosquito is my favorite character. <laughs> Very relatable. <laughs> I love Tito. <laughs> so good. So fucking good. Like, we all know who Tito is. Yes. Especially, like, teenagers, you know? We, mm-hmm. we understand the character. But today, while I was at work, I had gone to the bathroom, and I was doing my Instagram strolling, right? Because we're all gross. So I was doing the thing, and Nick Kroll and John Mulaney came up. And then I had, like, 30 rapid thoughts, like, in, in my mind at the same time. <laughs> and... I've come to realize that if I ever, like, whenever I think of you and me, I think of us as Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. Aww. Wait, who's who? I think that I'm Nick Kroll. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I'm prob- I-, I think I'm John Mulaney. <laughs> this is a hundred percent. I'm like, you know, I want to think, I want to assume that my assumption of who we are between the two of them is correct. <laughs> I think that, you know, I'll take that. I think I, I, I love both of them so very much. I'm so appreciative 
in in particular for big in big mouth i love i'm just so grateful for nick kroll because they it's his stories yeah like it's not it's not i mean john mulaney's a voice he did these aren't his yeah. stories but um but you certain you definitely would have been a nick kroll and i think that you also like like nick kroll has been like basically upselling this wilderness camp <laughs> through the show 100%. 100%. his whole instagram is just him as a kid at this camp let me tell you i started looking up that camp that camp had like maybe like a thousand followers and oh had God. like and each post of them like oh taking the boys on a canoe trip they had like 150 likes maybe i'm sure they they are blowing i love up. it god i love him so much and all of the pictures i swear all of the pictures that he's been posting of him like dressing up at, and and some at the sleepaway camp have just been like my favorite things so good there's did you hear that john mulaney um he took a job as a staff writer for seth myers no yeah that's great well he he talks about it on i think it was jimmy kimmel or whatever he um like jimmy kimmel was like is everything okay? Like, are you poor? Like, why are you a staff writer? And he 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 told the story about how like he's been going through so much anxiety. He's such an anxious guy, and and mm. um, and like you know, projects you know, like gigs are are hard to come by. But he's not like hungry. It's not like he doesn't yeah. have food or or money. But he literally, you know, like, as opposed to most of us who've been able to, like, navigate through these waters a -hmm. little better than, I think everybody's been struggling, but some have been better than others. He has not been better than others. And he literally was, like, his, 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 um, so his therapist recommended to him, like, you probably, maybe you need to get a job in the meantime. Like, you need routine. Like he's the, he's, he's like, I like having a boss. I like having a set of like a schedule of things to do. Yeah. That, make, that tracks with who he is as a person. So he literally asked Seth Myers. He was like, he asked Seth Myers for a job. And the way that he describes how he asked for a job was the cutest, most bumbling idiot sort of thing. Um, and he's like, I'm the oldest one there. <laughs> I don't my jokes are not they're not he was like i was never a, a night show comedian like this i wasn't this kind it. of comedian or writer so like all of my jokes are <laughs> some maybe make it most don't I'm he's just, just happy, happy to, to be there yeah. yeah he's just happy to have something to do and i just felt that in my soul yeah that tracks 100 <laughs> you would ask your best friend seth myers for a job I would just be just so I can have a reason to get out of the house for sure oh my god but yeah I was thinking about that today and I'm like yeah it would be them I mean I know that the in reality who I am I'm Jason Matsukas we've we've established (laughs) that he and I are literally the same person because we have the same sun moon and rising signs this is true so technically we really are the same person because some of the shit that he says like i've been listening to a lot of how did this get made and he will say some shit and stick by it and i'm like yes he's a brilliant chaos guy. have you heard his whole thing about like going to school in canada and how in canada they give you like a you can like he received a grant that allowed him to like live and work in another country for school not not to go to school but he went there for like research wow and oh my god i have to find it i saw it on youtube and was like this is brilliant i'll look it up it was amazing um he's a really smart guy and he does a lot of cool things but he yeah he he convinced the canadian government to pay for him to live abroad for like a good chunk of time to like do research mm-hmm. on, I forgot what, I think it was something about music, like the influence of music over something. I don't know. It was really, I I, I found, I saw it, like it came up once. It's like the one fact I have about him is from <laughs> the algorithm that YouTube showed me. I love it. But yeah. Oh, I love that. 
Have you ever seen Oh Hello? Did you ever no, see Oh Hello? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's so good. If you really love, if you really like the dynamic between Nick Kroll and, and John Mulaney, you need to watch that. I know. Because, oh, it's hilarious. That is I'll a show. I wish, we, I wish we could have seen it on Broadway, if I'm honest. Yeah. On Broadway, on Broadway as they say in the show. Broadway? Broadway. Broadway. You'll make I love them. I think they're just so... They're not very wholesome, but to me, they are. Because they just want to make people happy and, like, make them laugh, you know? And if you, like, if it makes you think of something smart, then you thought of something smart, but that's not, like, the intended mm-hmm. thing. So. And technically, they met in college, too. They both went to Georgetown. That's how they became mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. So, I guess that's us. That's who we, we are. Because we went to Georgetown. We're Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. <laughs> Didn't you know Baby Lambs podcast hosted by Nick Kroll and John Mulaney? Oh my god. <laughs> what else have you watched? Oh, I can tell you what I watched. Tell me. Survivor season oh 28. God. I have to watch it. Listen, okay. For, for I know people are like, what is this, 2014? Yes, yes it is. But for me, it is whatever, 2007, because I never up to this point had ever seen a single blessed episode of survivor it just didn't happen it was just not on my radar ever in my life maybe I, you know i don't think i just i a part of me i think grew up thinking i must have at least seen an episode at least one episode and then i finally watched this whole season and and like like any reality show the episodes are like they have the same format you know like yeah they show you living somewhere. You play a game and go to the ceremony. And I couldn't remember ever seeing any of three of those things. But, um, but yeah, so on Netflix, I guess Netflix is trying this thing where it's like, oh, let's throw in some weird random episodes of reality shows that people could have watched a long time ago here. But didn't. <laughs> but there's only two seasons. Yeah. You know what they should add? What? Next. They should. I was about yeah. to say the real world road rules challenge. Yes. Add the real world Bitch, rules yes. Fucking yes. Add it Ugh. now. If they do that, I'm I mean, if I wasn't gonna leave my couch before. I love chaos. I just that is a show bro. I oh, think that made God. us. I think that made our generation. A hundred percent. That we're, the, we're really like the reality TV show generation. Yeah, obviously. Oh my god! But next, oh, next was beauty. rough. I also really liked Room Raiders, but I was probably one oh, of the yeah. people who really liked that show because I'm also a creep. I um, like Room Raiders. I and think I that told, show was great. I totally think that you can determine somebody's viability by the things they keep in their room. Yeah, for, yep. sure. for, for sure. sure. Yeah, but but yeah. So I I and and this was and and it made Jenny very happy that I was watching Survivor. Because I didn't know the girl loves Survivor so much, but she knows all about it. She knows every every twist. Yeah, she turn. she did a deep dive. And watching this season, you know, and commenting with her has been was very fun. Being like, who is this person? What is this thing? I can't believe. Did they? Did he just make a million dollar mistake? Oh my god! You know how I think I'm gonna piss her off. I think I'm just going to binge it, not say anything, and then just randomly go, oh, yeah, I watched it. <laughs> Why you got to break her heart like that, though? Be like, and you didn't tell me? <laughs> Yo, no, the truth is that, like, you got to talk to me about it. If you're going to watch it, I want to know what your feelings are, because... I can't wait. I... I I don't know about other seasons, but then the season... My, honestly, like, secretly, my favorite thing with you and Janny, because Sasha and Epi kind of watch reality TV, but not really. Hmm. But, like, the three of us watch reality TV, and I'll just, like, of course, I'm binging it, and I'm, t- like, rapid texting you, like, oh, I like this person, I don't like this person, whatever, whatever. And if it's a show that you're, like, ahead of me on... You're like, that person's trash, whatever, whatever. And I always read it like this. Ashley, you know that my moral compass is flawed. 
I fall for shitty people all the time. <laughs> That's funny. No, pero coño. This this season. Diabolical. You know, the season from 2014. Diabolical. I can't wait. Oh my god. Also, like watching things that are from 2014, even though they're not that far like away, it looks really old. It doesn't well no, I mean I think yes, because we also saw that Are You the One show and that show you could feel the age, I think. Because yeah. of their because of their style of dress and whatever. But no. I don't feel like that way on Survivor though, because they're all naked and smelly. It doesn't matter what age what time it is. Well remember with Are You the One they also had like that fuchsia like that yeah. hot fuchsia like lip situation that was really yeah, yeah, yeah. wet. Mm. Mm, yeah, really glossy. Mm, just high gloss fuchsia lips i mean like really wet (laughs) really wet laps (laughs) um but yeah so i watched all of that season of survivor and what was great was the last like gabe of course didn't watch it with me because i was binging it like (laughs) through the night eyes bleed (laughs) <laughs> yeah and then um, and then i watched it all of the next day and then he doesn't but those last that like last like two hour special and like the episode before that he was like glued and i was like yeah because you see he's this and they do that and and he said this to this person but he meant this and like bro and bro, i mean i can say assy why are these men this way Oh no, man! They don't want to admit anything is fun. They don't. And I don't get I mean, it. Why, why do you want to be miserable? Like, for who? For what? Because even with "Are You the One," Michael's like, I can't believe you're actually gonna watch it. Da, da, da. And then I started watching, and he goes, "Oh, can I can I lay on your lap?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." My guy got super invested in this fucking show. Yes, uh, because it's fun. Hello, human behavior is fun. It's like, I'm not watching this, like, to fucking write a thesis. I'm watching this, one, to feel better about myself. Yes. Okay? Because even though I'm going to pick the wrong guy every time, 100% of the time every time, okay, I'm not really picking them IRL. Two, the chaos. The chaos reigns supreme, okay? I want people to be shitty to one another. I want people to be friends. I want people to throw drinks at each other. I want, like, I want to see some weird infrared sex. Like, how gross they are. You know, are you the one? They Whoever was filming that shit definitely had a foot fetish. A hundred percent foot fetish. Because both seasons at least had one moment where some girl was saying, my feet are so dirty. Look at them. And they would zoom in on the feet. And I was like, yeah, why are gross. you? Why are you zooming? I don't want to see someone's like gross ass dirty feet. <laughs> why? And they've been here for 10 weeks. Like no one's doing their feet. Not only that, like you have showers though. Yeah. Either way. Not like Survivor. Where they are miserable. I can't wait. I'm going to start it. Watch. I'm probably going to start it tonight and then my eyes are going to bleed. I yeah, work you'll be done by tomorrow. It tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know me. I, I like a good rally. I look forward to it. I look, for, but and oh, you did you just submit a, a subreddit for Survivor? I did. I did in the group chat. I what did. is this? Oh okay. no! You watch it later. No, no, no. I have to. Well, I'm gonna watch the, the next, the only, the other season that's here on Netflix. That's for sure. Okay. Because okay. it is, it is a good time, and I'm here for a good time. Not a long time. Uh, well what else do we want to talk about well do we want to talk about what we're doing this weekend yes yes (laughs) so you said it you said it but for some reason my mind went to my birthday and i'm like that's not this weekend though (laughs) like you're early (laughs) sagittarius season people sagittarius season is alive and well (laughs) No, what are we doing this weekend? We, okay, so I should preface it by saying, or we should preface it by saying that Blood on the Water is on a little pause. It's a little baby pause. We'll be returning in 2021. Yes. Bigger and better than ever. All right. Now, 
Boom. Coma, punto, aparte. So, in its place, Ashley and I have decided that we will be watching holiday movies. Yes. On Twitch. And yes. while you won't be able to see the movie or hear the movie, you'll be able to see and hear us watching mm-hmm. the movie. And that's and what you want, right? Yeah, you want us. But here, look, the the caveat with these selections is that, you know, we had a couple of confessions to make to one another recently. Yes. Um, the confessions were that there are many films we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and apparently most of the films I haven't seen are all Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. So... We are so we collected, you know, the the series of like well known Christmas movies, and we selected films that either one or neither of us have ever actually seen. Yep, and that's what we're gonna be watching. Yep. So um, we're really we're really excited to to join the rest of the world who've seen these films. I can't wait. I think it's gonna I've, be a great time. I think it's going to be fun, you know. I, uh, do we want to talk about what movies we chose? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so we so we have a few dates. We're going to list them in, in the... Um, in we're going to list them on Instagram. You're going to see them. And we do invite you to join us if you want to. You'll have to go through your own means to watch these movies because we've been trying to do a lot of research on how do we could get away with watching movies mm-hmm. with y'all. And we don't even know if the way we're doing it is still legal but we're gonna try yeah um so we're gonna we're gonna start with national lampoon's christmas vacation Mm, 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 mm. so that's a movie i've seen but i haven't seen it in a very long time and ashley has just never seen them as a matter of fact ashley has never seen any of the national lampoon's movies evidently i've seen that i saw ben wilder that doesn't count that's not no it's not going (laughs) to So this, this, you mean to tell me too that you've also never watched Animal House? No, I've never seen Animal House. I know about it, but I've never seen it. I oh know. my God. I know, I know. It's okay, it's okay. It's okay, because, okay. you know, it, it happens. It happens. It's just, um, it becomes one of those things you just... It's just one of those things where, like, Ashley says that she loves Chevy Chase, but, like... <laughs> I just don't do you? Of- <laughs> to be fair i don't really care for him that much right now he is an asshole but yeah you're is. right you're right but like back in the day him you know back in the day him he was super handsome still problematic but like so handsome but no i have never seen that so we're gonna watch that first and then the next movie which is probably the biggest is the, the the biggest secret that i've kept to myself uh for 33 years is that i i have never ever ever watched a christmas story (laughs) i know like i don't disappointing i don't even like i watched it for the first time in middle school (laughs) i don't know know how i avoid things i've also there's there's books i haven't read that people read in middle school i don't know i'm not gonna read them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I that's where I draw the line. No, what I mean, like, there's just I don't know where I was. I don't know where I was and know. and how I avoided it. But it just never, it just things just never happen. So a Christmas story is definitely one of them. I don't know anything about this leg lamp. I don't know anything about this boy and the glasses. I don't. I don't BB know. Guns. BB guns. All right. Shitty sure. Santas. Hmm. Come on. <laughs> So getting your tongue stuck on a pole because it was see, too fucking cold. See that gag I've seen in other movies though. I saw that that's in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. And in like other movies, but I yeah, didn't know yeah, that yeah. they originated in a Christmas story. I don't fucking know. So and then the last of the Christmassy filmies that we're gonna be watching is a film that neither of us have seen. Mm-hmm. And that is... It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, oh. oh. It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, oh. Yeah, we've never seen it. Never at all. Never once. I know of it. I don't 
know what it's about. I just know that old Lang Syne is part of it. Yeah. I didn't even know that until you told me earlier today. I also know that it's in black and white. Yes. Uh, that, uh, yeah, it's an oldie timey movie. Yeah. Yes. And it has Jimmy Stewart in it, who I love. Mm-hmm. I've just, I've just never seen it. I thought I had seen it, but I've never seen it. <laughs> so that is actually going to be the only actual movie that we can all watch together on mm-hmm. Twitch because mm-hmm. I'm sure some of you who heard us say, oh, we don't know how we're going to watch these movies on Twitch. Some of you are like, oh, but haven't you heard of Twitch Watch Party? And I'm going to be like, yes, we have heard of Twitch Watch Party because we, we have Google, but it only works if you have, if the films that you choose to watch are like on Amazon Prime, like part of the Amazon Prime subscription. Yeah. And, and these first, the first two movies are not on that subscription. So sadly, no, but it's a wonderful life is so if you have fun with us in the first two films and i hope that you do i hope that we're fun i think we're gonna have i think it's gonna be great yeah great you know at the end of the day you and i watch movies together and talk about a shit the whole time and it pisses everybody off so why not record us doing that right yeah so that's what we're gonna do um and i'm sure that somewhere in in the middle of that or maybe even before that we will one day get our next hunt to hunt to killer box yeah up until that point because that shit has been you know it's covid you know things are yeah. delayed. exactly it's covid but, it's a holiday season yeah i'm not gonna rush anything yeah. i you know we could but, watch movies in the meantime that's fine yeah you know me i could watch movies all day same yeah same i think but, it'll be know, I think it'll be a good time. I can't wait for you to watch A Christmas Story. Um, <laughs> that movie is near and dear to my heart. It's just, yeah. I'm but, excited. I'm excited to learn it, uh, learn about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm even more happy because every year I have always wanted to just secretly like watch it and get it out of the way. Because I didn't want anybody to know that I hadn't seen it. And, like, people obviously will know that you hadn't seen it if they're sitting there with you and you're reacting to the things that happen, you know? And I'm glad I don't – I could just live out free and out of my closet and just be like, you know what? We'll we'll experience it. Here's what I'll say. has nothing to do with the Christmas story, but everything to do with what you just said. I feel like at least – once every six months, I get a random person sending me an image from City Slickers Part 2 on Instagram and being like, I can't believe you never watched this movie. And then I did it. <laughs> I did it. And you know what? A part of me wishes that I had kept going the rest of my life, never having seen it. But you loved it. I did. You know, I don't know if you've seen it as a 33-year-old. I doubt it. Maybe you still love it. There's just movies that, like, especially if they live within us from when we were kids, that we continue watching into adulthood because they just remind us of a happier time. You know, that's fine. Um, A Christmas Story is kind of that for me, but I did show it to Michael as an adult because he had never seen it. And he kind of enjoys it. So he doesn't like holiday movies. So that's why it's like he kind of enjoys it. Um, so, you know, now I hope that whenever someone is like, oh, you, I can't believe you've never seen Seriously Slickers Part 2. I'll be like, let me take you to my highlights. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait for us to watch It's a Wonderful Life together, though. I think, I think that one's really going to be like, I, I want to see how we both stand at the end of it. Yeah. I am excited for that. I'm excited to, you know, I mean, because everybody says such beautiful things about this film. I don't know. I don't know a person who's seen this movie and doesn't care for it. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and they're even bringing it back in a, in a table reading. Yeah. I think in a couple of days or whatever with, uh, Pete Davidson and like a bunch of other cast members, but I think Pete Davidson is playing, uh, Jimmy Stewart's character. Um, so like, it's just one of those classic thingies and I never seen it. And 
if you ask Gabe, he'll be like, well, why don't you just watch Street Treating? Because I want to watch like the original. I want to watch Jimmy Stewart in his like way of being like, anyway, but that's going to be fun. I think we're going to have a great time. So we're going to start Sunday, the 13th Mm -hmm. at 4 p.m. Join us on Twitch. We'll post more about it on our Instagram and stuff, but yeah, you'll see. Yeah, so we hope to see you guys there, and you can react with us, and and uh, and whatever, make fun of us if you want, <laughs> make fun of me, I guess, on Sunday because I'm the one who hasn't seen it. Um, but we hope to see you there, and if not, well, okay. <laughs> you decided that, so thank you. Yeah, it's fine with me. Uh, anything else you want to say before before we uh, let the let the people on their merry way? No, that's it. I mean, I got ten days, so I'm thirty two. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Yep. And we only have like what, like a handful of weeks left of twenty twenty. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I am too. It's ready. We're ready to open a new chapter, even if that chapter opens to the same looking day. Yep. At least yep. it'll smell like a different book. Yep. Yeah. But um, yeah. Anyway, I hope you guys uh are doing okay. I hope uh, if you haven't already, you know, if and if and oh, and and, and while we're recording today is actually the first day of Hanukkah. So happy Hanukkah. Oh, so this will be the Hanukkah. Summer. Uh, for you guys, but uh, if that's if that's your if that's if that's what you celebrate, then happy Hanukkah, guys! Yeah, enjoy the next uh, remaining days. That's super cool. And, and if you have a Hanukkah bush, I hope it's all bushy. If you are putting together a Christmas tree, I hope it's all tree-like. And um, have and, fun, enjoy. Yeah, um, and open the windows sometimes. Sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes. Not all the time. Um, and with that said, we are the Baby Lambs, and you can find us on Instagram at the Baby Lambs Podcast. Um, I would say Twitter, but I'm not going to lie to myself anymore or to Ashley for that matter. Um, <laughs> you can send us an email if you want. We're babylambspodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, and you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're there. Mm-hmm. And with that said, have a great week. Hope you enjoy. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Baby Lambs podcast. Artwork created by Janabelle Art. You can follow her on Instagram at Janabelle Art, or you can follow her studio at Studio Nami Tattoo. Music created by Daniel Lacosta and produced by Sunset Studios Miami. You can follow them on their Instagram at Sunset Studios Miami. And you can follow us on Instagram via our handle at Babylands Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Babylands PCast or Babylands Podcast. You can find us now on iTunes and Google Play yeah, yeah. and even on Castbox, which is actually a really cool app. Also, by finding us via our handle Babylands Podcast or by visiting our website at babylandspodcast.com. Thanks again for listening.